This is the Coming Home Podcast with John Allen. And there it is, the song Coming Home. That signifies that you are listening to Coming Home with John Allen, and you're doing that on Fresh FM 24. Thank you all so much for being here. I'm very happy to be here speaking with you. Uh, This is the first hour of my program today, and as usual, it's going to be roughly an hour of some small talk, a little bit of talk radio. I want to start off this uh, talk radio with a little monologue. I'm going to read to you a little blog post that I wrote about a year ago. It was a full moon uh, in the middle of December. Uh, last year in 2020. Uh, Let me read this to you and you'll see how it applies to our times here today. Uh, The name of the post is called Towards Lighter Days. And here we go. I wanted to talk with Carolina Hargreaves on my podcast today. She turned me down and in that refusal was one of the greatest gains for my soul and well-being that I've had this year. To me, part of being spiritual is being able to see the spirituality of what of that which is spiritual. It sounds repetitive, doesn't it? I think spirituality is meant to be repetitive. There should be a predictable consistency of openness and acceptance in it. I understand that there are some people who see absolutely no consistency in those who claim to follow a religion, and I can also often agree with that. But I believe that spirituality and religion have different meaning. Briefly stated, my personal spirituality is a process of reformation, which seeks to recover the original shape of man in God's image. Equally briefly put, my religion is humankind's interpretation of the will of God. So religion, to me, is a variance of man-made interpretations and methods of expression which have many man-made rules. Religion can be faulty even in the hands of those who mean well. Having grown up in a Christian family and being a Christian to this day, I see nothing wrong with religion, unlike many who will turn off their receptiveness to any conversation or debate on religion with those who are religious. So I say, hold on a second and give it a chance. Religion is not inherently bad, in my opinion, in spite of what more and more people see to this day. I believe the benefits of religion, and I also see the ugliness that comes about when people turn it into an ugly and judgmental weapon. Religion in the hands of selfish, greedy, or manipulative folk is as poisonous as its wielder intends it to be while spirituality is much more internalized, I think. I also see the benefits of spirituality, which I believe goes hand in hand with honest expression of religion. I believe that spirituality is the individual and certainly never-ending search for purity. Carry the first with caution and care, and the second will be easier to attain and will most certainly cause no harm. Can I get an amen? So what does it all mean? I started this article out by saying that Carolina turned me down when I asked her to speak with me on my podcast today. Let me explain. I called Carolina Hargreaves on the 7th of December. And again, this is from 2020. I called Carolina 
on the 7th of December. I had a great telephone conversation with my friend Espen Jurgensen a few days before this, and he had told me that Carolina would be a great person to have a guest to have as a guest on the coming home podcast with john allen espen made me curious and i listened to what espen has to say as he is the current record holder for the longest podcast episode on my podcast series we spoke for almost four hours this summer for an episode on my porch during some beautiful norwegian weather Anyway, I called Carolina on the 7th of December, and after a brief introduction, I asked her to come on as my guest. I proposed the date of the 21st of, of December as the date to record the podcast episode. Her immediate, polite, soft-spoken, but very firm response was, I can't do it on the 21st. That's the winter solstice, solstice and I have things that I have to do for myself. End of quote. Her answer knocked me for a loop, a soft and pleasant, charming and well-timed loop. But Carolina's refusal reminded me of something that I hadn't thought about in since, well, since last year's winter solstice. The winter solstice is an occurrence of duality. It's the longest night of the year, but it is also the first step towards extended periods of daylight. It is the turning of the earth away from a period of increasing darkness and towards increasing light. Here in Norway's Arctic placement, I feel these changes, as do many residents of any Scandinavian country. For me, it's impossible to be aware of what the winter solstice is and not engage in a little introspection, a little mental extrapolation of the phrase and the concept turning towards the light. I'm a songwriter. And I often think in images, and Carolina, by reminding me about this summer solstice, flashed me an image through her words. The image was this. I saw myself in a period of darkness that was natural and would soon be relieved by an ever-increasing light. Is this spiritual? Yeah, you bet. If you've listened to my podcast, you know that I lost my son to a heroin overdose in November 2019. I spent the last year trying to find explanations and comfort surrounding my son's death. It has led me to question a lot about myself and a lot about life in general. I spent this past year interpreting this quest for understanding as a burden or as punishment or as some sort of hindrance. It's been a dark year. I don't know how to put it into understandable text, <laughs> some writer, right? But Carolina's simple statement of no coupled with her statement of her desire to do for herself, shook me into a practice-what-you-preach modus. I often say that I am seeking to better myself so that I may be better able to help others. Well, how can I be bettering myself if I am wallowing in the darkness of despair, desperation, depression, and self-doubt? It can't be done. Well, today I choose to go with the natural turning of the world towards light. Some things remain constant in that turning, at least some of the time. I'm still depressed. My son is still gone. Yes. The difference is this, though. I am turning towards lighter days, more light. I am searching again for enlightenment. I will not wallow in the dark times of this past year. I'm not just going to talk it on my podcast or radio show or simply write about it here. I'm going to live it. 
Catalina was the essence of enlightenment, and she was a blessing to me in that moment on the telephone. My religion told me that it was possible. My spirituality allowed me to see it. And for that, I thank you, Catalina, you wonderfully spiritual woman of wisdom. And one more thing, Catalina ended up being quite generous with her time. She's the best. Yes, she initially turned me down, but within a couple of minutes and with one callback, I ended up suggesting to her that we, re- we record the podcast episode on the 14th of December instead of the 21st. Now, the 14th is the new moon. And Carolina threw me for another loop when she told me that. The new moon is a spiritual moment signifying the opportunity for new beginnings. Well, how about that? Carolina said yes to the 14th, and we ended up having a great and giving conversation during the new moon. Now, you can listen to that episode if you like. It's episode number 95, which was recorded on the 14th of December, 2020, with my guest, Carolina Hargreaves. I'll tell you afterwards where you can find that. And back to what I, w- what I had written last year, I'll go so far as to humbly ask that you do listen to it. Hopefully, it will give you as much as it gave me. I'd like to tell you about it, but you'll have to wait until my next writing, which will come in a week or so. Right now, I have things I need to do for myself. I'm turning towards lighter days. Peace and be well. I hope you guys enjoyed that writing. That's a blog post that I did on my website, johnallenpod.com. That's J-O-H-N-A-L-A-N-P-O-D dot com. And then just click on blog on the menu and you'll be right there. You'll get to check that out and you'll find the link to my podcast episode from last year with Miss Carolina Hargreaves. Now, I had timed that to be roughly 10 minutes. It's been 9 minutes and 57 seconds, 58, 59, and 10 minutes. Oh, my gosh, I'm getting the hang of this radio thing. This is Coming Home with John Allen. You're listening on Fresh FM 24. Here's a song by Blues Traveler called 100 Years. And thank you all for listening to Coming Home with John Allen on Fresh FM 24, your radio station, 24 hours a day. And as promised, here I am on the phone with Miss Joy Linsky, uh, talking to us from Virginia in the United States. How you doing, Joy? I'm doing all right, John. How are you doing? You know, I'm doing well. Uh, I'm blessed, and, and I couldn't be doing much better. Um, you are just, in spite of everything, you're too much of a positive person because in all reality, Joy, you're not doing well. You're struggling right now. Am I right? That's absolutely right. You know, I've spoken about your situation uh, on the microphone, both for my radio program but also on my podcast and uh, my listeners and my viewers are aware of what's going on. I want people to hear directly from you in your own words. What is your situation now and how did you get here? You're in a position right now where you simply put, you need help. How did you get here and and what's going on right now? I mean, uh, I got here in a couple major ways, one of which was in April of this year, you know, the provider, my husband of 27 years, um, took his own life and, you know, catch out due to the extreme trauma he had been dealing with for years. 
um, of course, that left a financial, huge financial gap. I was lucky that his insurance covered me for a couple more months, but I am a heart patient. I've had open heart surgery. Um, you know, medications are not cheap. So when his benefits ran out, um, and even through a union, they only lasted me for another two and a half months. Yeah. When those benefits ran out, I was left without any kind of medical insurance. I just want to put, right? I just want to put this in there for my Norwegian listeners who may not quite understand um, the circumstances around having insurance or not having insurance in the United States. You, your medical uh, needs were pretty much covered by the insurance that your husband carried through his job, correct? Correct. So and then, the thing about so insurance then, in the United States, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, so I was going to say, so then when when he took his life, uh, that insurance ran out within a couple of months, and now <clears throat> you are, as you said, you're a heart patient, and now you have no means to pay for some rather expensive medication that you need, among other things, but primarily your oh, your, your, right. your your heart medication. Yes. Yeah, and that's just the medication, the care, like the checkup that I've got coming up in January is usually an astronomical amount, but legitimately it comes with, you know, heart sonograms and, you know, very expensive tests, and that is to check and see if I need another surgery or if, you know, I don't have long to live. It's just that easy. It's, it, for me, it's heartbreaking. See, I, you know, I'm an American citizen, as everybody knows, as you know, but I've been here in Norway for almost 20 years, and I guess I've gotten spoiled in the sense that I've, I've gotten used to not having to worry about medical care. I don't have to worry about paying for medication. I don't have to worry for paying for doctor's appointments or appointments uh, at, a, at some sort of medical specialist. But again, I want to remind my Norwegian listeners um, that that's not the case in the United States. If you don't have insurance, you're lost. Unless you're filthy rich and you can afford to pay thousands of dollars for, for medication every month. And that's not the situation. Uh, yeah. That's not the situation you're in because. Yeah, in the United States, unfortunately, most of our insurance is still tied in with jobs. So if you don't have a job that's paying out, and we were lucky that you had a union job, but when your job is lost for whatever reason, the pandemic, all these things happened. And when your medical insurance is tied in with your job, you don't have medical insurance and that's the situation you're in right now um what, what is the economic situation in general for people who live in your area of virginia are there a lot of people who are struggling well, there i live in a rural area as most people in this country and probably many others know that you know rural areas are not uh you know they don't come out here and um you know politic to us. We're just uh, usually the poor, the less resources, um, you know, hospitals are 45 to an hour away, an ambulance ride, $4,000, uh, 
you know, there's not resources out here. Four, we don't have four thousand four thousand dollars for an ambulance ride from your home to the hospital. Correct. See now, and, and again, for my listeners, I want people to understand exactly what you're facing. So picture that, people. <clears throat> especially my listeners here in Norway, picture that. You're sick. You have to get to the hospital. You live far away from the hospital because, as you said, Joy, you're living in a very rural uh, part of Virginia. And then you have to pay $4,000 just to get to the hospital to get the care that you need, which then could possibly cost tens of thousands of dollars, depending on what you need done. So this is a situation that you're in. Yeah. And being a heart patient and... An ambulance or the police would not get to my home within 45 minutes. That's the average time it takes them to get to me. Yeah. That's just crazy. And, and again, it's heart, to, to me, it's heartbreaking that you're in this situation. Um, let, me, let, me, let me illustrate something else, if I could, Joy. I'm going to ask you, Joy, to be a little bit arrogant right now and tell people about okay. yourself. Because... One thing that people think, a lot of people, unfortunately, are very cynical when they see any kind of a fundraising campaign for people who um, who are in dire straits financially and who need medical care. A lot of people automatically think, yeah. oh, this is somebody who's lazy. This is somebody who made their situation themselves. I want you to brag on yourself. What kind of a citizen could you be if you could just get over this hump and get the care that you need and have a more secure financial and healthcare situation? What could you give back? What kind of achievements have you had and what kind of things could you do in days to come if you could get over this hump? Um, actually, uh, I'm a writer and I do a lot of work with that. And that is in, you know, grief writing, comedy writing. I know, you know, a lot of the people that are familiar with me know, you know, that I've kept a lot of spirits up just with my commentary. And, you know, I've got thousand people begging me to get some of these things down into a, you know, a collaborated book and um um and uh I, I could be doing a lot of things. I could be dealing with, you know, monetizing a lot of the information that I have and I gather around here. Yeah. I had a guy running a a film company asked me to buy a book I haven't even written yet, but I don't have the resources. This is world. I'm lucky if I got anything more than broadband. I mean, then dial up. And when I get broadband, you know, this is, we're going to pay for $300 a month out here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is world. This is the kind of, these are the people that when, you know, that you see them on the news, disgruntled saying my votes don't count. That's the truth. That is the truth. Out here. Yeah, that is the truth. Politicians just look over uh, your entire area of the country uh, and and take it for granted that people there are going to vote a certain way. So nobody is campaigning towards the needs uh, that you and your 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 neighbors have. Um, right now, right now, with everything that I've learned just since my husband's death. I could be, I mean, I am 
I have a psychology degree. I am very in tune with a lot of the things that go on with you know, antidepressants and things like that. But just in this event that occurred in my family in April, I learned so many things that would save so many lives. And I cannot get that information out there. Well, I tell you, I, I, I'll, yeah, I, I'll tell you, I can, I can back up everything she's saying, people, all of y'all who are listening, I'm talking with one of the most, um, you're, you're, you're absolutely hilarious with your social and political commentary. Um, I, I enjoy all of the content that you put out there and it's just like you said, um, you know, people line up to hear what you have to say. Uh, it's both informative and entertaining, but again, it's not going to get out there to people. It's not going to become a financial asset to you if you don't have some sort of funding to get you over this situation uh, where you need health care. You're also, your, your, housing, your housing situation is not very secure since your husband took his life. Am I right? Uh, that's right. I've had them come and take my propane tank, which is my only source of heat. They took it a day before we started having 30-degree nights. Amazing. Amazing. And don't care. And not just that, but like you just said, you know, I do have commentary. People have begged me to, you know, write my story, my life, this work. And, you know, I've always been the kind of person that kind of, you know, uh, butts heads, I guess, with those who may not be as aware of the political situations that they're dealing with. And I've had people go, why don't you move from there? And I'm like, well, then who would do this job? Well, and the thing is, is it costs it costs money to move. Um it's not oh, easy. Yeah. It's not something you can just snap your fingers and do. Uh, l listen, Joy, I need to take a break and play some music here. But if you can hold on, I want to come back and talk to you on the other side of my music break. Can you hold on? Absolutely, John. Okay, everybody, before we go to the music, I want you all to go to my website, www.johnallenpod.com. Look in the menu under Loyal Oak Hands. Loyal Oak Hands is my effort to help people in Joy's situation. You'll see Joy's name on the list of people who I'm directly helping. Uh, you can read about Joy's situation. Uh, get involved. Help this woman, help the other people who need help. Uh, stick around. We're going to come back to Joy after the music break. We're talking about giving. This is Coming Home with John Allen. You're listening on Fresh FM 24. Here's Byron Williams Jr. with his new single release, This Christmas. And here I am. Thanks, everybody, for sticking around. I want to get back to my conversation with Joy Linsky. Um, Joy, one thing uh, that I want people to understand, uh, those people who are skeptical, um, those people who see like a GoFundMe campaign and they just turn up their noses and they think that person is lazy, that person should have planned better. Um, what is it that you want people to understand about your situation and how you ended up in this situation? Well, I ended up in this situation after uh, years of stress and, you know, issues in my own life that put me down with, uh, you know, heart surgery in 2014. Now, at the time, I could not apply for any sort of benefits because my income with my husband was too high. 
Okay. Good um, point. Good point. Yeah. A lot of people make too much money to get assistance. Isn't that something? Yeah. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. And then when he passed, um, I, the only uh, resource I had was unemployment because of the pandemic. And I made too much on unemployment, which was $150 a week. That's about 1,000 kroners for my Norwegian listeners. 1,000 kroners a week. That's just terrible. Yeah. There's, there's, there's a significant flaw in the system that uh, that would allow for someone in your situation to not qualify for temporary assistance. There's something, there's, there's, there's yeah. an inherent flaw in the system. Yeah. We talked about this a little bit before, just, you know, the... The circular process of not qualifying, making too much, which is still poverty level for here, rural America. Yeah. <laughs> and um, you know, the thing about that is, is I couldn't even ask for help until they stopped giving me the 150 a week, which put me seven months after I lost all the financial and insurance and you know in my life. And, you know, you can't get to see a cardiologist if you don't have insurance. I mean, sort of paying seven, $800 a visit right. before procedure. Right. So when I did start to qualify, I went ahead and applied. But now it's, oh, we're behind in the pandemic. And uh, usually it's only 16 weeks. Now it's going to be 40, oh. 40 weeks. So this sounds right now. I have an electricity bill. I have an electricity bill because I took my propane tank. My electricity bill is five hundred dollars right now. That's not even. If I was still getting unemployment, that would take me two months of that to pay. Well, I tell you, I, I, I hope I hope that now that people hear from your own perspective uh, about the situation that you're in. I, I, I really hope that people can open up their hearts and find it within themselves uh, to, to give a little bit. I, I, I put it this way before um, a couple weeks ago on my show. I put it this way. I have between, if we just look at my Facebook followers, between my uh, personal page and my professional page, I have um about four and a half, five thousand people who are following me there. If each one of those people gave just five dollars, five dollars, fifty kroners for my Norwegian people, uh, imagine the life-changing effect that would have. Um, you know, it could get you in a situation where you can pay uh, for some medication, pay for your doctor's visit, uh, maybe buy a new uh, a new heating uh, situation for your home. Uh, it might be able to fund, um, you know, the book project that you were talking about. Uh, it doesn't take much uh, if everybody does just a little bit. So that's my that's my plea for anybody who's listening. It doesn't take much if everybody just does a little bit. Absolutely, and John, I have always been one of the people that pays it forward every chance I get. Everyone that knows me knows that. And my first intention in paying this forward is to bring some awareness to what 
caused my husband's demise. And that is, uh, you know, people don't really understand that when you deal with, you know, depression and things like that, that when you start to get better, it can actually be a detriment. And yes. nobody talks about this. It could save so many lives. I could picture Just you. The knowledge. I could picture you if you could get your health in order and 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 fix a few other of your financial situations. I could picture you being out there uh, as a public speaker, speaking on this issue, and uh, you know, doing exactly what you said, giving back and trying to help others uh, uh, avoid. Uh, getting in the situation that you're in and trying to help others avoid getting, you know, so depressed and unable to handle uh, their, their, their mental struggles. Um, I can picture you yeah. getting involved in that. I mean, you do that already in the capacity that you can, you know, with your writings and, and, yeah. and, and things online. Uh, so again, you're well, the kind of person. Well, again, you're the kind of person who I've been talking about that, that Loyal Oak Hands, the effort through Loyal Oak Hands can help the most. And by helping people like you, it puts you in a position where you then can help others in society. And that's what we're looking at here. We want this to be just a circle of giving, a circle of assistance. John, I really appreciate you taking time to talk to me. Well, And I know, you know, no matter what, that's exactly what I do. Well, I, I know you as a kind-hearted, uh, uh, very intelligent, very humorous uh, person, and I know the effect that you can have, the ripple effect that you, that you cause, uh, even though you're struggling as much as you are now. So I know that if we can get you back on your feet, you will be a significant force for positivity and for love. I know that because I've seen it in you already Absolutely. before. So I send you much love, Joe. I love you to death. Um, I call you friend. I call you sister. Uh, and I'm going to keep doing what I can to shine a light on your situation and try and get more people um, to, to open up their hearts and, and, and help out where they can. Well, John, I'll call you brother as well. And I'm still looking forward to maybe meeting you over here in the United States one day. And let me take a look. I mean, I know you've seen the things I spoke about, but yes. yeah. you know, being in it is a different story and getting to see for yourself how people yeah. struggle and are overlooked. Well, every time Snoopy and I come home, uh, we usually will fly into either Florida or sometimes D.C., but either either way, wherever we fly into, it's no big deal for us to jump in a car and on my on our way up to Ohio, swing through Virginia there and check you out. I've, I've already told you before I want to do that, and one day it's going to happen, so uh, get ready, get ready. We'll be, I'll, I'm going to be there up on that mountaintop with you watching a few sunsets. That I can promise you. I hope so. Listen, Joy, uh, thank you so much for gracing my show. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep doing what I can to get people involved. Uh, I want people to get involved. Uh, people like you deserve to have people getting involved. So hang tough, my sister, and uh, uh, better days will come. That I can promise you. Thank you so much, John. All right, Joy. Joy Linsky, everybody. Straight from her heart.
into your ears talking about her situation. Keep in mind, there's a lot of people walking around in your community who are just like Joy, people who through no fault of their own have landed in a situation where they need our help. I'm trying to shine a light on Joy and people like her through my efforts with Loyal Oak Hands. If you go to my website, www.johnallenpod.com, <laughs> yeah, that's my website, johnallenpod.com. <laughs> Sorry, a little brain fart there. J-O-H-N-A-L-A-N-P-O-D.com. Look in the menu for Loyal Oak Hands. Click on that. <clears throat> you can read about Joy and her situation. You can read about a couple of other people as well. Open up your hearts. Open up your minds. Give as you can. Can you dig it? 